let's not overthink this. Buckeyes have been rolled. This is a decent hire for Tennessee. So I'm actually on FanDuel right now, locking in Gonzaga. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. I love this game. Big noon kickoff. I'm going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I'm taking the money line. I think I've got three bets uh, on this particular game. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. That's right. It's time for my steak dinner boom lock of the week. Gentlemen, ready to go make our listeners some money? Hello, folks, and welcome back to Sports Bets Fun for another episode. Thank you to those listening to us live and to those of you that are checking out the podcast. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, if you enjoy it, please tell your friends to follow us. Uh, and They can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. We are Sports Bets Fun. And in addition to the podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. Uh, for all the hot takes and all the picks that we drop off air throughout the weeks. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me tonight, we have Mickey Sanrino and B-Locks. Scotty Be Good is RVing him and his family through the western half of the United States. I know they were going to hit Vegas at some point on that trip. I don't think it's tonight, but either way, he is not going to be with us. So, gentlemen, 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 let's get into uh, – the show a little bit and i think we'll start as we usually do let's look at last week uh look at the picks we had this was unfortunately mickey this was our first week uh where we uh did not come away as winners hey don't don't group me well i know we're all on the same team here in the picks of the week <laughs> but I, you know, one of us one of us did go two and one with their picks i just want to throw that out there but uh I am afraid that your leading question might make our loyal listeners think that maybe I was the loser this past week. But, uh, no, I think that's – I thought for a second Scotty B. Good was in witness protection following his winless week. But, uh, hey, the good thing about this game is there's 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 action this weekend, and we're all going to be right back on it. So looking well, forward to another entertaining weekend. And Mickey, we actually we actually went eight and seven on our picks, but uh, we had, uh, I believe, three of our two-unit two unit big picks out there uh with misses and uh so we were down a little bit on the on the overall so again you know we're 55 and 35 overall which is still a very very strong record and uh a hundred dollar better still up over eighteen hundred dollars taking our picks of the week so that's pretty impressive b you're sitting there with 12 wins six losses mickey's got a 13 and 5 record throughout this season now he's up he's up pretty good on uh on the units up uh, because of some of these two units, he was four and zero on his steak dinner boom locks uh, until last week. But Belock sitting there at twelve and six, man, I know you're chomping the bit this week to to have have a strong week. Oh, absolutely, Maddie. This is uh, this is redemption week here. This is redemption week for uh, really for all of us uh, looking to get back at it. Last week, uh, last week threw some surprises at. I know we're going to talk about some of those in our surprises of the week segment here coming up here. But yeah. Looking forward, we, boy, man. We got a great slate of games this week. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, boys. It will be, and we'll we'll get into the the slate of games in a little bit. But let's go to what you're you're kind of sharing there a little bit. Some of the biggest surprises, key takeaways from this past week. Belax, I'll throw it right back to you. What was uh, the biggest surprise for you? Yeah, I I've got to go here uh, in in terms of the biggest surprise for me uh, was uh, Kentucky. Beating Florida, uh, game was in Kentucky, and it was a uh, it was an exciting game to watch. And uh, if you if you're watching that game, I mean, you could not help but to notice the, the the energy that Kentucky was playing in that. Kentucky really really surprised me because I think a lot of us were thinking after Florida had played Alabama, you know, the marquee program played them really well. And when you were, if you were watching that uh, that Alabama. Florida game uh, a couple weeks ago, it almost looked like Florida ran out of time, that they were right on par with Alabama. And so a lot of people, including uh, myself, I know Scotty, uh, were, were thinking that Florida was going to run away with this one. And Kentucky came out and, and, and really showed what a great program that, uh, that they were at this point. And 
boy, do do they have some some athletes? And I guess how can you uh, bet against uh, a team that's got a guy named Curvassier Smoke on their team? <laughs> so you're on the name chain along with Scotty uh, now, Belax. I love absolutely. it. So, no, yeah, that, that one that one was a surprise to me as well. And I was I was with you guys, Taylor, Taylor, y'all on that that pick. But uh, Mickey, which which game jumped out to you? You know, I'm going to go to South Bend, talk about Cincinnati's historic upset of Notre Dame. You know, that, that was an interesting one on, on two fronts. One, Cincinnati jumped out early in that one. Uh, I thought that's something that Notre Dame might be able to do, playing at home in Notre Dame Stadium and the, 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 the level that Cincinnati had to treat that game, right? They had, they, they had to win that game to, to uh, potentially have a shot at the playoffs later this year. So the fact that uh, you know they they came out ready to go that that was that was solid. But then when Notre Dame made some plays in the third quarter and, and brought it back within a, a one score game when they put Drew Pine in, uh, Cincinnati responded. So they they were punched a couple times in that one and they they rose up and they made the plays they had to make. Desmond Ritter had about two passes in the fourth quarter, two downfield passes on Cincinnati's last two scoring drives that essentially sealed the game for them. That were really impressive. So. You know, I thought the game would kind of go the other way and that Notre Dame would come out and show that they're the more talented and, and better team and, and, and get the win. Uh, but Cincinnati proved something. I know this isn't the same Notre Dame team that we saw last year that made the playoffs, but this is still a team that's got potential top 10, top 15 talent on them. And for Notre Dame to go into South Bend and I say convincingly win, what I mean by that is after you watch that game, you're like, yep, the better team won the game today. Uh, that was a surprise. Well, you know what the biggest surprise to me, gentlemen, was this past week was that a, a few weeks ago I teed this up when Cincinnati was playing Indiana, and I believe Scotty asked me about are they going to beat Notre Dame, and I was like, absolutely, take Cincinnati. So the biggest surprise to me was that both of you did not take my advice <laughs> and that you guys picked Notre Dame in that game. So, Matt, Maddie, let me ask you a question: Where were you in the uh, standings in the picks of the week pool versus B Locks and myself? I'm right where I want to be, Last right where I want to be, getting ready poised. to charge ahead, poised. <laughs> right in the middle of the pack, getting ready to break out for the final stretch, Mickey. So I don't want to show anybody up. I uh, want this to come down the wire. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, see, all seriousness, no. The, um, you know, I, I did like Cincinnati, but the, the, the game that surprised me most, it was actually two teams, was Old Miss and Arkansas. And uh, they both got trounced. I, I know there's... Uh, that was like their opportunity. I don't think anyone was really expecting them to come out and win uh, Arkansas against Georgia, Ole Miss against Alabama. I do think I do think was we're expecting definitely a closer showing. Maybe you know put some scare into either of these teams. You know maybe potentially knock one of them off. And uh, but they they look like they're middle of the pack SEC teams after those games, even though they they look so good the first uh, first number of weeks. So that was that was the biggest surprise for me, folks. Um, was that one but um let's move on let's move on it's a new week b you're talking we got a great slate of games and yes, um a new week here so let's jump in mickey to our teasers dogs and props and that's your cue mickey absolutely absolutely <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so yeah we got uh we got some good ones this week i think the uh the teaser's um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at what Johnny Dogs is putting out for the NFL, tailing his picks. But before, before I get going, I got to get some water. So, Maddie, I'm going to kick it back to you. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're struggling, <laughs> the man. Balls, I can tell you're struggling. This takes you back to some of the, the, the original podcast days, Mickey, having some, some, some challenges uh, in the early shows. Yeah, so we got some teasers. We'll start there. Um, you know, FanDuel's been, I don't know what's up with FanDuel. I wasn't able to do a teaser last week. No teasers this week. So um, the whole Buckeye volunteer teaser, I, I ended up doing a parlay last week, b That did not hit. I was, I was disappointed. So I'm two and one on the Buckeye volunteer uh, play. I'm holding off on that this week. Basically, I'm just kind of boycotting because I can't get a teaser. So Hey, yeah, go only do what you can do, right? Right, right. Exactly, exactly. So... Um, but I know uh, if you go to the website and check out Johnny Dogs, uh, um, he's got his winners and losers uh, teasers this week. And his winners teaser, he's looking at the Ravens minus six at home versus the Colts. 
And he's going to tease that down six points, the Ravens minus half a point. And he's pairing that with the Cowboys minus seven. That gets teased down to Cowboys minus one versus the Giants. Got to like that pick a lot. Oh, those are some good teams there. You know, I, I like those picks as well, Matty. That's, uh, that Baltimore team is looking really strong this year. Uh, Cowboys offense this year has been just lights out. So, yeah, absolutely. Those are some strong picks. Well, yeah, the thing both- I love about them is that's two home teams as well. Teased to pretty much a pick em, which is which is a solid play. Absolutely. And then uh, on the other side, he's got the losers teasers. And I see Patriots in here. So that, that makes sense that they're part of this losers teaser. Uh, <laughs> he's got Patriots. They're, they're, they're minus eight and a half versus the Texans. Man, the Texans Ooh. have been abysmal this year. And he's got the Lions. <laughs> yes, it's the Lions. They're plus nine at the Vikings. But he's teasing these, and uh, Patriots are going to come down to Patriots minus two and a half. And the Lions is going to go from plus nine up six points to plus 15. So over two touchdowns, and Patriots uh, under that field goal mark. So, Mickey, what do you think of, what do you think of the losers teaser? Uh, you know, the Patriots and Texans, uh, the road game, teasing that down to sub three points across that critical line. The Texans look solid, but if, if they have Davis Mills under center, I believe last week, his first half QBR was the lowest of all time, uh, according to what ESPN has measured. It was below one. I think it was like .08 or something ridiculously low. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick can still coach defense. Be curious to see if you know what emotions look like on the New England sideline following the Patriots game against the Buccaneers last week. But uh, going on the road, teasing that down to sub three, uh, you know, I, I like that. And the Lions. Lions have looked better and better each week. You know, they played the Bears tough last week. They had three trips inside the 10-yard line that came up with no points, two turnover on downs and a, and a turnover. Uh, teasing that up to a two-score game against a divisional opponent, even though it's on the road, the Vikings aren't the Packers as far as a high-octane offense. So, you know, I feel like there's a good play there, especially as the Lions are looking, you know, looking better and better, more improved each week. I think they got to put together a full game to, to keep that within a field goal at the end of the game. But I, I see no reason, especially if the, if uh, you know, the, the Vikings uh, play like they played at the, at the, for the most part this season, which is inconsistent football. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we'll be keeping an eye on those on, uh, on Sunday. Um, so those are the teasers that we have. Um, but let's look at dogs this week. Who's barking for you, gentlemen, Mickey, ooh, let's go ooh, to you. Ooh, ooh. Who are you barking yeah, you on? You know, one I like are the black shirt. <coughs> Michigan heading to Nebraska. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit ago, guys, and, and I look at it this way. Nebraska's defense is good. They've, they've, they've looked the part against a very good Michigan State team. They held an Oklahoma, high-octane Oklahoma offense in check, which unfortunately looks like a lot of teams have the way Oklahoma's played. But this is a Nebraska team that's that's supposedly getting better and better and better under Scott Frost versus the Michigan team that if you look at where Jim Harbaugh's had them the last five years, who's Michigan? Are they going to be the Big Ten team that goes that goes uh, 500 in Big Ten play, five and four, four and five, that stumbles? They're against the spread record on Big Ten road games in the last couple of years is, is pretty bad under Jim Harbaugh. Or is this finally Michigan turning the corner and playing up to their talent level? We saw them beat a Wisconsin team pretty handily last week. That was also a Wisconsin team that, that lost pretty handily to Notre Dame in a game that got, got away from them in the fourth quarter, both against Michigan and Notre Dame. So uh, we'll learn a lot about who Michigan is after this, but I think Nebraska's due. They're close. They were close at Michigan State. They were close against Oklahoma. Scott Frost has to win one of these games or else he won't be the coach anymore. So this would be one I eye as a, as, a, as a dog winning outright. B-Locks, what about you? Well, I think the one that we got to keep an eye on here is, uh, you know, perhaps the, the game of the week, uh, or at least for me, it's the game of the week, and that's uh, Penn State, Iowa. Uh, we're going to talk about this one a, a little bit more. Uh, we've got that one uh, in another segment here when we're talking about our games of the week here. But, but you got to, you certainly got to at least consider taking a look at Penn State here. Uh, depending on, on what platform you're looking at, uh, Penn State could be a uh, point and a half. Uh, dog to, to two points dogs uh, and, and again this this game is is definitely going to be one that we're going to have to take a look at uh, down the road here is Penn State going to be able to pull off the same kind of performance that they have playing in an unfriendly environment playing at Iowa so that's the one that I like 
Nice. And we'll be talking a lot more about that game a little bit later in the show. So, um, you know, Mickey, that Nebraska, Nebraska pick, I like that a lot. I actually have a play on Nebraska plus three and a half. Oh, boys, uh, I got to disagree with you on that one, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later. We will. We will. And, and then there, uh, the other there, game, there's, I, I there's, another, look at. there's another dog I liked, and I, and I just want to throw it out there, and that's LSU Kentucky. I know we talked a little bit about Kentucky at the top and their big win last week but uh this is a desperate lsu team going into going into kentucky following a big emotional win i, I think lsu has got a shot to win this one outright absolutely and i believe yeah, that they're uh three and a half is where that line's at and then uh another game kind of i think definitely worth looking looking closely at is that texas oklahoma game uh you know texas uh, i believe it's plus three plus three and a half points and a uh, big rivalry game oklahoma has been less than impressive Texas a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, but we're going to talk about that game as well a little bit down the road. But uh, so a lot of good games, a lot of actions uh, in these games, and uh, um, maybe some dogs that we're going to be taking. So something to uh, something to stay tuned for. If we're looking at props though, Mickey and Blocks, you guys have anything this week, whether college or, or NFL, that you're looking from a prop standpoint, Mickey? I got two this week that I love. One, Joe Burrow over 265 and a half passing yards at home against the Packers. Sunday weather in Cincinnati supposed to be pretty nice. I think it's going to be an offensive affair. The Packers' best pass rusher, Zadarius Smith, he's out. Their best defensive back, Jair Alexander, he's also out. You look at what Joe Burrow did last week, 350 yards against the Jags. They needed that. I think it's going to need a big Joe Burrow outing against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Joe Burrow over 265 and a half. That's one I like. And the other one I like in the Chiefs-Bills matchup is Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns. The Chiefs defense is abysmal. I think this game could very well be in the, the mid-20s to low-30s point totals for both teams. And if that's the case, Josh Allen, two passing touchdowns, you can pretty much put that in pen. Yeah, yeah I like, what? I, uh, oh, I like oh, sorry, Maddie, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I like that Josh Allen uh, over one and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, that's a that's a good bet. That that game has all the making of a of a shootout. Uh, I, I know the the over in that game is like fifty six. It's pretty high, but uh, that's gonna be a fun one to watch. Yeah, boys, the prop that I've got uh, for this week here again, I'm uh, we're going over to uh, the Arizona Cardinals and in the, in the NFL here. Arizona Cardinals are playing the 49ers this week. And again, I'm going to talk a little bit about this this game again later on. But, uh, boy, uh, Kyler Murray looking awfully good this year. Uh, really difficult to, to sack. Even, uh, you know, that San Francisco defensive line that is, is heralded as one of the top defensive lines out there, I think is going to have a, a, a real tough time uh, tackling Kyler Murray. He's looked awfully good. Uh, over 283 yards passing is the uh, prop bet that I like this week. Uh, and another reason why I like that bet is because, again, with San Francisco, looks like, they, looks like they're going to be starting a rookie quarterback. Trey Lance might be making his debut for San Francisco full-time anyway. Uh, he, he played about uh, half the game, I think, after halftime when Garoppolo went down last week. Uh, and it looks like they're uh, probably also going to be without their number one offensive weapon, George Kittle, who is doubtful for that game. So, again, more opportunities for Kyler Murray to have the ball. That, that doesn't spell uh, good things for San Francisco. No, it does not. It does not. And we'll be, we'll be watching those games, uh, watching that game definitely on – is that a Sunday night game or Sunday afternoon? I want to say 4.30, but uh, 4:30. I'll have to double-check it. Excellent. Well, let's um... – Let's shift gears and get in, and start talking about some of these games a little more in depth. We were talking about some props, some dogs, but let's talk a little bit more about some of these big games on tap. As, as Belax, as you noted, a great slate of games this week. On Saturday, we're going to tip off. It's a noon kickoff. Number six, Oklahoma. Number 21, Texas. This is the Red River, Red River Rivalry. Texas is, I believe it's plus three and a half points last time I checked. Uh, the total was... 64 and a half points. Oklahoma has not looked impressive. Um, 
uh, this season so far. And outside of the Arkansas game, Texas Texas has looked pretty good. Uh, they sh- they switched quarterbacks after that game. Their offense has, has put up some points. They, they had a tough battle against TCU last week that they came out on top with. Um, I guess my question, uh, Mickey, is is there an upset brewing here? Well, you know, I think you look at the way both teams have played in the last few weeks, right? This season, Texas 4-1 and one against the spread. Oklahoma one and four against the spread. Uh, the biggest, the biggest difference maker this season on the field has been Bijan Robinson of Texas. So, so that's something to keep an eye on. And the way that Steve Sarkeesian is coaching this team up this season, outside of the Arkansas game, this team looks like they're playing to a level that represents where they've been in the recruiting rankings the last three or four years. And if that's the case, then we're talking almost about we're we're talking two talent equitable teams going head to head one of which is on the upsting and one of which is, has been slow as she goes, kind of steady. And, and Spencer Rattler is not playing up to, to his potential. So anything's possible in this one, but, you know, sarcasm going. I really feel like uh, the momentum coming into this game is definitely in Texas's court, even though Oklahoma's had their number the last couple of years. Absolutely. But that'll be a great way to kind of start the, start the day off. Another, another interesting one is Arkansas – they fell to number 13 in the rankings, and, and Old Miss fell to number 17 after losing to Bama last week. Old Miss is favored by five and a half points. That actually has come down to, I believe, four and a half uh, most recently, and the total is 66 and a half. So, we're both, gentlemen, we were, we were all in on Arkansas and Old Miss to cover last week, and both those teams got got hammered and uh you know that was an opportunity for for them to make a big statement on on a big stage and both kind of fell flat on their face b-locks which one of these teams bounces back oh boy i i gotta think that it's old miss here um watching both of those games and and uh again uh old miss they certainly got beat but when you watched Old Miss play Alabama, you couldn't help but but to think that that Old Miss had opportunity. There was opportunity out there. They had the ball in the red zone a couple of times. They they didn't make plays. They went for it a couple of times. That uh, you know, kind of when things went sour, it might have turned things around a little bit. Uh, when I watched that Arkansas game, boy, early on that that game was was three scores deep, awfully quick, and there were uh, it just looked like Arkansas was, was kind of outclassed real quick in that particular game. So this one, both being at Ole Miss, uh, I think Ole Miss has got the best shot at, at bouncing back here. I think Lane Kiffin covers that spread. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be more, more likely to vote, uh, and put my money on Ole Miss in this game, but Mickey, I know you got some thoughts on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm hammering. I saw the line going to Ole Miss minus four and a half hammer, the land sharks and the old rabs in this one. This is one, you know, B-Locks, you hit the nail on the head. They left points on the board against Alabama last week. Would they have won the game? No, but I don't think the score on the scoreboard is representative of how, how well Ole Miss actually played. They just had some fizzle outs on fourth down in the red zone at a couple times in that game where if they get field goals or, or they convert one of those into a touchdown, uh, it, it, the game looks closer at halftime. Whereas that Arkansas game, Georgia just smacked them from the get-go. I don't think Ole Miss is going to suffer from that hangover that teams normally see the week after they play Alabama, only because Arkansas is going to be, in theory, suffering from the same physical hangover that they're going to have from playing Georgia last week. It's at Ole Miss. Ole Miss moving the four and a half as a favorite. That, to me, is easy money. Hammer Ole Miss in this one. Yeah, and I'm on Ole Miss as well. I I got them a little bit earlier in the week at five and a half, minus five and a half, and I, I like that still a lot. I, I think Ole Miss maybe wins this by ten plus points. Um, just that offense, right? You know, Alabama's defense was able to kind of keep them at bay, but I'm not so sure Arkansas is going to be able to do that. And we've talked about this in past podcasts. You know, Ole Miss's defense is, is better than it was before, and and is that offense at Arkansas as dynamic with their the quarterback a little banged up? Um, you know, they, they obviously didn't look like it um, last week. And, and Georgia will make a lot of offenses look pre- pretty poor. But uh, just got to think Old Miss is going to come out on top there. Uh, but speaking of Georgia, they got another big one. They're playing uh, number 18, Auburn, who had that nice come from behind win versus LSU last week. And first time they won at LSU, I believe, since the 90s. Um, 
but they're coming in here. Georgia's favored by uh, 15 and a half points. That, that number's moved around a little bit. I think it opened at minus 16 and a half. I think it got down to f- minus 14 and a half, and it looks like it settled back at minus 15 and a half. So a three-score game they're favored by, and the total is a pretty low low total, 47 and a half. Um, is there any letdown from the Bulldogs after last week's kind of much-hyped game versus Arkansas? Who is Auburn? Are they, they they the team that played in the second half against LSU? Or are they uh, and, and are they close to competing with a team like Georgia, who's you know one of the top teams in the SEC? Mickey, what do you think about this? Well, look, Georgia is one of my picks, one of my futures picks to win the national championship. And right now, their defense looks national championship worthy. Quarterback questions abound. Absolutely love Stetson Bennett, but he's not going to be the quarterback that has the talent to beat a team in the playoffs to win a championship, namely in Alabama, potentially even in the SEC championship game. JT Daniels has been injured. If he gets healthy and, and gets in a rhythm in the back half of the season, that'll be good. But I look at this Auburn team. They're a solid team. They had a very solid win on the road at LSU last week. But I look at 15 and a half with how good Georgia is, and the game is at Georgia. To me, this this is you know these big spreads in these SEC games that are quasi rivalry games. I mean, I take that back. This game is actually at Jordan Hare Stadium, so forgive me on that one. But this is uh, these fifteen and a half point games. I think Georgia is just that much better than Auburn. Auburn coming off a big emotional win last week. I think Georgia is going to come in and it'll be business as usual. I think they win by seventeen to twenty one points. Yeah, I'm I'm actually on Georgia as well. I put a bet on them early in the week, sixteen and a half. I, I felt. Uh, I think they're going to roll. Um, Auburn's a, a, a good team, but man, Georgia's shown that they are uh, their lights out so far. So, uh, and speaking of this, I just want to work this in before we jump into the big one. All this talk of Alabama and Georgia playing for the national championship, gentlemen. I'm just going to throw you this right here. Ohio State is going to crash that party. You watch; they are getting better and better. And better, and we aren't going to talk about this game, but they're going to cover tomorrow night. So, uh, against Maryland, 20, 20 and a half, 21 points, whatever, they're going to cover that easily. So, hey, those are the three most talented teams in the country as far as as far as recruiting rankings and who's actually lighting up. So, that that's not a far fetched bet. And, and quite frankly, Ohio State, uh, is a national champion, uh, uh, future right now is looking better odds wise than it did at the beginning of the season. So, wow, great point there. Bad for- advice. Throw a, little, throw a few bucks on the Buckeyes. Definitely making the playoffs and uh, maybe on the national championship if you want to want to want an opportunity there. But enough about them. I'm a Buckeye homer, so I always try to work them in. But uh, <laughs> B-Locks, we got a massive one in the Big Ten. It doesn't include Ohio State for once. Uh, wow. It's been a been a while. Um, number four, Penn State. Number three, Iowa. Two top five teams. This game is played in Iowa. Iowa is a slight favorite, one and a half points, if you can really even call them that, having a home field advantage. Uh, the total is a low 41 and a half points. This is like classic Big Ten football, V-Locks. I know this is right up your alley as, a, as an old defensive uh, player and coach. You're, you're going to be loving this game. I just saw a graphic watching the Cincinnati game. They were hyping, hyping up this where I believe they're both number two and number three in scoring defense. And it's one team's giving up 12 points a game. The other team's giving up 13 points a game or something on average. So uh, pretty wild. Iowa's going to be a tough place to play. Penn State looks like it's kind of found its groove on offense. Um, and, you know, they passed a great test against against a very good Auburn defense. And they're going to need to pass another test this time on the road against that stingy Iowa defense. And on the other side, we got Iowa's offense that – you know, was always run, run, run. But you know, last week they came out. Now it was Maryland, but they came out throwing the ball uh, early and often, and really looked a lot more dynamic. And I'm wondering, uh, Belex, do you think we're going to see a little bit more of that from Iowa? Oh, I, I absolutely think that you're going to see a lot of that from Iowa. Uh, I think uh, I think Iowa going into that Maryland game wanted to give Penn State something to prepare for here. I think that was uh, that was a strategic uh, move by by Coach friends there and it was an awfully good move now this game's been circled for quite some time here anytime you got a top five showdown like this you know that this is going to be a good game and oh as you mentioned here 
the over under here forty one point five. I was on uh, DraftKings earlier. They've got it at forty. Oh 40 wow! Points. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I was like, hey, you just you're just begging people to take that over here. Uh, but as you said, the the reason for that, I mean, you've got two, you know, top Big Ten defenses here that are that are squaring off against each other. But but again. Uh, we won't talk too much about that. It's, it's more really, you know, which offense is going to be able to put some points on the board here? Is it going to be Sean Clifford? And Sean Clifford has looked pretty good lately. It looks like, as you mentioned, Penn State's hitting their groove here. Uh, Iowa against Maryland throwing the ball, showing that they're, they can be multidimensional because they have to be against Penn State because if you're only going to run the ball, Penn State is going to – they're going to beat you. They're going to they're going to load up the box. They're going to they're going to force you to say, "Hey, you got to throw to beat us." And if Iowa can't prove that they can do that, then there's uh, you know, hey, it's 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 ball game. So they've got to show that they can pass to open up the run. Uh, again, uh, a lot of good storylines in this, but, but you know, I can't help but but think when I'm when I'm thinking about betting on this game as well. All of Penn State's big wins have been at home. They haven't really had a, a true road game in a hostile environment like this that has tested them. And, and Mickey, I think, wants to wants to throw something out here. here. No, I'm well, he's he's going to ask you about Camp Randall. I know that. Look, week one, they went into Wisconsin. Is Wisconsin hot garbage? Absolutely. But we didn't know that in week one, and they were expected to be good. And Camp Randall was the first time they've had fans there in, in two years. So – I'm going to challenge you a little bit on they haven't been in a hostile environment this team this season. But, well, hey, you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a counterpoint there here here Mickey when when Penn State did go to that hostile environment here and played Wisconsin, which we're now calling a hot mess. If Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over twice in the red zone off of muffed handoffs, does Penn State win that game in the hostile environment? That's a good question. They did enough to win with what happened early in the game. My question back to you is whose defense is better, Iowa's or Wisconsin's, as far as allowing yards? Well, I, uh, like I said, we're going to find out. I don't know. If you're going to make me pick a defense right now between Wisconsin's and Iowa, just strictly defense, not team, yeah, that's, that's tough. But we'll see how it plays out. So I don't know, gentlemen. Go ahead. Gentlemen, Maddie, go I, think, ahead. I was going to say, I, you know, I, Iowa has been playing some pretty darn good football. Now, I know Iowa State was – we all kind of thought they were a little overrated at the beginning, beginning of the season. And Iowa thumped them. Now, Iowa State's not a bad football team. Or were they going to be a playoff contender? No. But Iowa didn't go in and win 24-21. They destroyed them. And they destroyed Maryland. Uh, seven turnovers, I think. And, and this is a, a 4-0 Maryland team. Now, we knew Maryland wasn't going to be up stuff. But, again, this wasn't 27-20. to 20. This was this is over with at halftime. So I'm looking at this, and I, I do think Penn State's a very good team. Um, I think Iowa's a very good team, but I, I haven't put any money on this game. But I would definitely I would go with Iowa. You're telling me that you're you're going, and it's fine to make up on Iowa. Iowa could very well win this game, but don't don't throw out Maryland as a as a as a test. Maryland is is the biggest chunk in the Big Ten as far as potential contender slash pretender goes, and we all, we all know that. But I will say this, Iowa preys on turnovers. Their defense has, has created and caused a lot of turnovers. You go back to Iowa State, three turnovers. You go to the, the, this vaunted Maryland opponent that they played, seven turnovers. You go to Indiana in, uh, early in the season, uh, two interceptions, one pick six, and a two punt return. Uh, one pick six and two punt return touchdowns or two big punt returns. So their defense and special teams has put them in position – to win these games handily. They obviously have a strong run game. Quarterback play has been inconsistent. Really what this is going to boil down to is, is the Iowa defense going to create turnovers against a Penn State offense that has been humming along under the new offense quarter, Mike Yurchich, this season. They've gotten more confident from week one uh, through the Auburn game and even most recently against Indiana. Um, so you're going to look at that. And if they can keep from having turnovers, then Penn State's going to roll in this game. But – Iowa, you know, we say this every week about Iowa. Well, they can't get three or four turnovers this week, and they go out and they keep doing it. So uh, this is going to be an interesting one, and we'll find out a lot about both of these teams based on this outcome. I have a pick I'm making in this game. 
that I'll be talking about in a little bit. So I'm going to refrain from that, even though this is a betting podcast. But uh, yeah, this is number three and number four. And we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams uh, later uh, this time tomorrow. We, we should be understanding uh, who is for real in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State. All right, well, let's move on, gentlemen, because we could, we could talk about this game, you know, all, all night because it, it's one of those, like I said, top five matchups. It's going to be a raucous environment. I'm going to be settling in tomorrow evening watching that game, and uh, it's it's going to be a fun one. So Group chat's going to be blowing up on this one. Yes, it will. <laughs> and uh, I have a feeling the Sports Bets Fun crew might come down on different sides mm. uh, in some way, shape, or form. So. Uh, but let's let's move on to Sunday. Let's uh, there's a few games here that we want to talk about on the NF on the NFL uh, slate of games, and we'll start with Green Bay, the Packers minus three. They're going to be traveling to Cincinnati uh, to take on the Bengals. Um, again, Packers are giving up three points, and the total in this is fifty and a half. That's a pretty high total. Uh, Mickey, I'll go to you, man. You're you you're all about the Bengals. You love you love them Bengals. Who day? Who day? Who day? Who who day gonna win those bets? Uh definitely me. And who day gonna win the football <laughs> game? It's, it's the Bengals, right? Nobody is gonna beat them. And and here's the thing, Joe Burrow, he's looked great the last couple of weeks. He's finally starting to show confidence on his, his reconstructed knee. He had the ACL and MCL surgeries last November. He looks good. They needed him last week. I get, I get that it was the Jags on a Thursday night, but he delivered with 350 yards and led them on scoring drives every possession of the second half. And they're going to need that this week because Aaron Rodgers can, can run an offense, and the Packers are going to score a lot of points. And when you look at what Burrow's capable of doing, again, I talked about last week, not only did he, call, he throw for 350, he also caused Urban Meyer to be horny later that weekend at his bar in Columbus. So expect <laughs> Joe Burrow to grind this one. But Belox, I'll kick it to you. The Packers, I mean, this is this is a team on their side that's pretty solid. I don't know you pay attention to them being a, a fan of the Lions and the NFC North. So talk a little bit about what we might be able to expect out of Green Bay in this one. Yeah, the uh, the Packers beat up my Lions every year, it seems like. So, yeah, I get I get a, I get a firsthand look at, uh, at at how good they are. Now, obviously, the Lions are, are, are not uh, on par with the Bengals this year. Uh, but, yeah, no, um, after week one, again, and everybody points back to week one with the Packers and that uh, – uh, unimpressive showing against the New Orleans Saints here. But since that point, the Packers do look like they have righted the ship. Now, again, uh, they're going to be without one of their deep threats here. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, Valdez is going to be out for this game, uh, looks like. And that's no doubt going to ha- uh, going to play a role in their offense. Uh, you know, without a deep threat, uh, I, I mean, you got Lazard here, who's probably going to be seeing a lot more snaps here. Uh, offensively, uh, and the Packer defense, to be to be perfectly honest here, they're not as good as they were last year. So I'm I'm looking at this game to be pretty close. But but as you mentioned, Mickey, uh, it's probably going to come down to a shootout because we're going to see the Packers put up some points. Uh, their run game has has come along here. So yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, I'm leaning Packers here. But I haven't made a bet one way or another on this. Uh, I'm kind of kind of interested to see uh, what happens here in the next day or so before I make a pick on this one. Well, and I uh, I've been kind of leaning over actually, basically on what you guys said. You know, potential shootout. You know, the defenses aren't super strong. Um, you know, 50 and a half, you know, a decent amount, but you could see this game being, you know, 35, 30 or something like that um, with, with uh, these quarterbacks and, and some of the offenses they have. So should be a fun one. Um, Mickey, you're on the Bengals on that one, right? Yeah, I like the Bengals plus three and, and I like the over in this one. I know Johnny Dogs, you read his article on sportsbetsfun.com. He's leaning Bengals. Uh, this just looks like a, a home game for Cincinnati, 10 day break, you know, Got to have confidence in what Joe Burrow's been doing the last couple of weeks. And if, if he can perform, then things will look good for Cincinnati. Cool. Uh, the next game, we're going to stay in uh, Ohio from the standpoint of the professional teams. Look at the Browns. They are going to be uh, traveling to Los Angeles to face off against the Chargers. And the Chargers are laying one and a half points. And look at this. They've been impressive, right? I saw them uh, week one out here versus the Washington football team. 
And uh, they have that new coach. He's He's got them playing really well. Uh, beat up on the Raiders last week. And the Browns, you know, they've been – they're a solid team. But uh, Mayfield's kind of dinged up a little bit. And, you know, who knows how that's going to shake out. But uh, B-Locks and Mickey, when you guys look at this, uh, I'll kick it over to you guys. What, what, what are you seeing? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what you were referring to, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I think – Baker Mayfield has a torn labrum, uh, non-throwing hand, if I'm not mistaken here. And uh, they said that that's not going to, you know, impact his throwing motion, and I don't buy that one bit. Uh, any type of movement like that, that, that that's got a, a, a – any kind of tweak there is going to certainly impact your throwing mo- motion a little bit here. So, yeah, that, that's concerning to me for sure. Uh, but – the Chargers are an awfully good football team. When you watch that Raiders game, and the Raiders have an excellent defensive line, but the offensive line of the Chargers let a bear just kind of sit back there and have all kinds of times. He, he looked like he could sit back in that in an armchair, have a nice little iced tea, and pick out whatever uh, wide receiver that he wanted. <laughs> so I tell you what, I'm, I'm awfully impressed with the Chargers' offensive line here. Um, the Browns have an awfully good defense, but, but, but boy, I, I don't know against the chargers here. I, I gotta, I gotta lean pretty, uh, pretty strong towards the chargers in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Chargers one and a half, a home game Browns coming, coming from Ohio. Baker obviously is a little shaky. OBJ is still out of the lineup. Obviously the Browns defense is, has been stout. Their running game is elite. They'll be able to grind the clock even even with uh, Mayfield's injury. But again, look at the Chargers. They upset the Chiefs at Arrowhead two weeks ago. They kept momentum going Monday night football, shutting down the Raiders' number one offense in the in the first half in route to a victory. Uh, I see them at home in this game playing with confidence. And, and it, they may not win by a ton, but a, a three to six point margin of victory for the Chargers. I expect that. So I'm on the Chargers here minus one and a half. I know Johnny Dogs, he's also on the Chargers, uh, and he thinks they're going to continue to win this year, and uh, he's on the Chargers as well. Excellent. And also on Sunday, probably the game of the week uh, for the NFL, and we're talking Bills visiting the Chiefs, going to Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, this matchup of you know, the top two teams in the AFC, uh, the Chiefs are going to be laying three points in this. The total is 56 and a half, so definitely expecting some points. Uh, Mickey, you kind of touched a little bit earlier at the top of the show in the prop section. Josh Allen, uh, no-brainer throwing for over one-and-a-half touchdowns, especially when you look at a total uh, projected 56 points between these these two teams. So, um, But when you look at this, Mickey, uh, outside of the, the, the prop there, what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm still figuring out where my bet is going to be in this game. Uh, I look at it this way. The Bills have been playing amazing since week one. And, and I'm going to say this, they failed at Pittsburgh. They failed against Pittsburgh at home on week one. Is there the way both teams have played since that game? That might be the shock, most shocking NFL result season to date. But going back to the Bills, they've been on fire the last couple weeks scoring points. I think they've been over 30 or 40 points in every week uh, the last few weeks. Uh, well, the Chiefs, they're D, we know that their D is an issue. And they, they've been sleepwalking through the season, right? They're two and two. They, they lost at home against the Chargers. They lost a Monday night or a, a, a primetime game against the Ravens earlier this year. It, it just strikes me as, you know, they're a little wounded. You know, there's blood in the water, and these teams that are that are coming with all they have against the Chiefs are coming out with victories, right? But then I look at this: the Chiefs team that that's the they need to be challenged for them to be focused, and the Bills are that up and coming team in the AFC that might actually get their attention this week. So I, I think a lot of people are on the Bills getting three points going into Arrowhead just because of how the Browns played at Arrowhead in week one and how the Chargers went in there and upset them. But I, I do think they're going to get the Chiefs' full attention this week, and I don't think you can say that about the Ravens game or the Chargers games uh, quite to that level just with the hype and buildup of a team coming in and where that team is and the, the hierarchy of the AFC the last couple of years along with the Chiefs. B-Locks, what do you think about this one? Yeah, well, exactly to your point uh... – if they didn't have their attention early on, they certainly do now because after they've they've dropped a couple of games, uh, the the Chiefs who were you know going into this season as you know Super Bowl favorites or one of the Super Bowl favorites here, uh, you know with, with those two early losses that that certainly is going to be a wake up call for them. So they're uh, 
the room for error has has certainly diminished over the the first you know four or five weeks of this this football season. So I, I I agree with you on that one. I think that this one is going to to bring out the best in both teams, and that's why that over sitting at what fifty six points here for this particular game. Um, I I I'm kind of with you here. I, I have not put a bet on this one one way or the other. Uh, I am I'm kind of a I'm kind of on the Bills bandwagon, but that's I, I don't know if that's a that's just because I like the Bills a little bit more than I like the Chiefs here. So I, I'm going to kind of wait here, and I'm going to kind of deliberate here. I'm going to look into the, the the numbers a little bit more before I, I make a pick on this. It is uh, being played in Arrowhead, as you said. So, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen is a heck of a quarterback. But, but again, you, you can't discount what happened with the Bills and Josh Allen playing a what we're seeing now is a very bad Pittsburgh team and losing week one in a, in a highly unconventional way here. So uh, if, if once the, you know, what are the bills going to look like when they are pressured? If the chiefs go up 14 points on them, will they respond uh, in a, in a calm collective manner? Or are they going to panic? Because they, after week one, they really haven't been put in a situation where they have been pressured like the Chiefs could pressure them. Yeah, you make some great points. And uh, uh, the fact that, you know, both is still deliberating. I, I haven't put a bet on this game. I might end up just staying away. But I think for, for our listeners, hey, follow us on Twitter at SportsBetsFun as uh, these picks drop later and throughout the weekend. Uh, you can you can get any picks that uh, that we put out there through, uh, through Twitter. So that's a great opportunity to do that. So that's at SportsBetsFun on Twitter. And we'll see where see where you guys end up landing uh, come Sunday. Sure. Um, all right, let's shift gears and jump into our sports bets fun team parlay. Uh, for our new listeners, this is where we just go around the table here, and each one of us we're going to put one pick into the parlay, and we'll put all these together. Punch it into the app, see what the odds are, and we're all going to be putting some money on this and, and rolling this and seeing how it goes. We've been very close several weeks, and we hit it. We hit a big one uh, a few weeks ago, um, three weeks ago, and uh, but yeah, last week we went three of four. We've been three of four quite a last bit. Last two, yeah, last two, and uh, um, Scotty be good is like said he's out today, so he does not have a pick. So this is just going to be a little three way. Uh, uh, parlay here so mickey we'll go to you first who are you throwing into the the pick yeah great question maddie so i'm going out to the west coast with my pick this week in los angeles the usc trojans three and a half versus the utah utes i'm going with usc uh laying the points there minus three and a half as my pick in this week's parlay fight on Trojans to cover. I like it. B-Locks. Hey, uh, for, for my parlay pick this week, I am looking at Michigan State, the Spartans against Rutgers this week here. And I am liking Michigan State minus four. Michigan State has been one of the surprises of the Big Ten this year. They've come up with some, some pretty quality wins over some good opponents uh, you know, throughout the, uh, the the course of the year here, their running game is uh, is is pretty stellar. This uh, up until this point, I know Rutgers and Greg Schiano over there have got that Ruck- Rutgers team playing a little bit better than they have in the past, but I don't think it's anywhere near where uh, Michigan State is at this point. I think Michigan State's uh, one of those nice surprise teams of the Big Ten. I know, Maddie, you're going to talk about them a little bit later on as well. I am. I love that pick, and uh, it's one of my picks of the week. But we'll we'll get into that in a second. Uh, for me, I do feel like I'm, I missed the theme here. We have the Trojans. We have the Spartans. I, I feel like uh, I should be throwing in some uh, ancient history uh, nick- team nickname here, but I, I don't have that. What I do have, though, uh, is the Old Miss running Rebels um, minus four and a half versus Arkansas. I'm going to throw that into this into this parlay and – I like that, you know, to kind of talk about this a little bit earlier in the show, just I think their offense is going to bounce back. I think it's just too much for, for Arkansas. This is going to be a little bit high-scoring game, and four-and-a-half points is uh, will be plenty for them to cover. So 
Let me just punch this in, and while I'm doing that, I'll recap this real quick. Nikki's throwing in Southern Cal minus three and a half to cover versus uh, the Utah Utes. Belox has Michigan State at minus four versus Rutgers. They're on the road at Rutgers and Piscataway or whatever that city is called. And I'm putting in Old Miss minus four and a half versus Arkansas. And this is going to come out to plus 618, gentlemen. So we got to like those odds. That's a nice little payout. If uh, And I'm looking at these three games, and I mean, I'm all over that Michigan State game, and, and you'll hear that as one of my picks of the week. And then uh, Ole Miss, and, and USC is the only team. I do like that pick, but they're the only team. They've been a little, uh, since the Clay Helton you know, firing, they've been a little up and down and all around. So which team shows up, but Utah hasn't been great either um, this, this year. So be a good one to watch all those games. So, but with that gentlemen, that is our team parlay and let's go ahead and jump into our picks of the week. Shall we? Yes, sir. All right, Mickey, take it away. That's right. It's time for the picks of the week. As we said at the top of the show, we're combined 55 and 35 on the year. That's a 61% winning percentage. And just like we said earlier, you win 55 of your bets. A $100 better is up well over $1,800 for the year. So when we win, you win. Scotty, be good. Turns everything to green. Well, that green turned into a vacation this week. He's out. See Cash as not, we've not seen his picks yet. So we got three sets of picks for you live on the show tonight. And when you listen to the show, not live for those of you that tune in later. So I'm gonna go to the man who needs no introduction because when he makes the pick, it's gonna be a lock. Be locked. Who do you have this week? Oh man, well, I appreciate that introduction, Mickey. I tell you what, though, with my first pick, I know I'm going to draw a little bit of controversy from the SBF crew here, but that's okay. We like a little controversy. <laughs> Draws the ratings, fellas. So I'm starting out here with the Michigan Wolverines, minus three at Nebraska, playing the Cornhuskers. I know you guys like the Cornhuskers. I know you guys think that they're due for a win here coming up that they've played some teams tough and you know what boys i think they're gonna play michigan tough as well but not tough enough to cover that minus three spread that two-headed monster of blake corum and hassan haskins has given michigan an identity kind of reminds me like back in the day watching old Bo Schembechler, Lloyd Carr playing ball, takes me back to my youth, boys, and I love it. I like the way McNamara's playing. I'm rolling with the Michigan Wolverines, minus three, with my first lock of the week. Number two, boys, I am uh, heading over to Syracuse, Wake Forest, minus five and a half. The Demon Deacons are playing some ball this year believe they're uh, number 19 or 20 in the nation, somewhere over there. They are looking good. Sam Hartman leads a very strong Demon Deacon offense here. They are putting some points on the board, and they are deep. They've got something like three wide receivers that have got over 20 catches here. They've got, uh, I think, three running backs that have over 50 carries. This is a deep football team. They play tempo. They score points. That game that they played against Louisville last week was a heck of a game to watch. And I think that offense is going to be too much for Syracuse, who lost a tough one to Florida State last week. So I'm rolling with the Demon Deacons, minus five and a half. Lastly, my two-unit pick here, going to the NFL on Sunday. Mentioned this a little bit earlier on in the game when I was talking about that Kyler Murray prop bet here. I like the Cardinals to cover minus five against the 49ers. This game is in Arizona. This game is featuring what I think might be the best quarterback in the NFL with Kyler Murray. This game is featuring San Francisco without Jimmy Garoppolo starting rookie Trey Lance, who no doubt has a lot of potential, but there's going to be a learning curve. 
and they've got their best offensive weapon with George Kittle as doubtful for this game. Boys, that tells me that the Arizona Cardinals are going to cover that minus five spread, and I've got two units on that game. Elox, I love those picks. Matty Money, where are your money bets at this week? Well, I tell you what, Belox, I like those picks a lot, except when you're talking about the state of Michigan, you're talking about the wrong team here. <laughs> I am taking my two-unit lock of the week, Michigan State, minus, I got that at minus three and a half. It opened Ooh. at minus five and a half, comes all the way down to minus three and a half on FanDuel versus Rutgers. Get it at minus four, minus four and a half. Get it at minus five and a half. You'll be fine. Michigan State is going to roll against Rutgers. Staying in the Big Ten, I'm taking Ohio State. Get that at uh, minus 20 and a half versus Maryland. I think that line is moving. It's going to be over 21 uh, before uh, game time. The Buckeyes are going to roll. Their offense is on fire. Uh, we saw it last week. Uh, really, we've seen it most of the season, and that defense has been improving week in and week out. Maryland is without their top wide receiver. He got injured last week against Iowa. Ohio State's pass defense has been the question, but when you remove a player uh, like Maryland's receiver from the equation, the Buckeyes are going to roll in this. They're going to win by four-plus touchdowns. Lastly, I called this last Sunday when this line first dropped. Uh, it might have been Saturday night. Alabama minus 15.5 versus Texas A&M. The tide is on a roll. We see it. Uh, they're going to put up 40-plus points. And Texas A&M has just been abysmal. They're not the team uh, even close to what they were last year. Bama's going to come out. They're going to be up three scores, you know, by early second quarter. Never look back. And the A&M does not have an offense to keep up or even to score some garbage time points and try and make this thing close. I look at this. Is A&M better than Old Miss? Old Miss lost by 21 to Bama. The answer is no. Is AM better than uh, some of these other teams that uh, Bama's played? The answer is now. Bama's going to roll. So take the tide, minus 15.5. I believe it's up to minus 17.5. Take it there, too. You're going to be fine. Those are my picks, Mickey. Maddie, I love those picks. When you tweeted out that Alabama minus 15.5, we jumped on that as well. Tailing you there. Tailing you on the Michigan State pick, tailing you on the Ohio State pick. B-Locks, I'm tailing every one of your picks except for my dog of the week, Nebraska. But fellas, I want to let you in on something. You know I'm leading the charge in our picks of the week competition, correct? Yeah, you've mentioned it a few times. <laughs> Just want to make sure. 13 and 5. Gents, I've won 72% of my picks. I'm, I bet 23 units. I've won 34, up 11 units. That's good for 147% return on investment. Quit while you're ahead. I, I, you want me to, just so you can hopefully <laughs> use the remaining part of the season to make, make those moves. But gentlemen, it's time for my picks. Let's all hear right. it. All right, all right, all right. We're starting in Big D, the Cotton Bowl for the Red River Shootout. Texas, Oklahoma, the Sooners, given three in the hook. But Oklahoma's not looked great. Matchups against Nebraska and West Virginia and last week against K-State, they're one and four against the spread this season. Spencer Rattler has looked more like Spencer Rattle this season. We already talked about Texas earlier. They turned it around after moving to Casey Thompson at QB following that Arkansas bloodbath. And B. John Robinson will be the best player on the field. I'm going with the Longhorns in Sark's first Red River shootout. Straight up, Texas money line. Well, Matthew McConaughey might be the minister of culture. Your boy, Mickey San Reno, is the minister of winning bets, and I'm gonna keep that going. We're moving up, Iowa City, Iowa, for the biggest game of the weekend. Number three, Iowa. Number four, Penn State. Locks might have a little chub thinking about what's to come in the Big Ten defensive showdown in this one. Iowa giving one and a half. Both teams have impressed the date. Both have looked strong in earlier tests this season. Iowa beating Iowa State and at home versus Indiana in week one. Well, Penn State went on the road in week one and beat Wisconsin in a hostile environment and then held serve at home against Auburn and covered. I like the PSU offense coming together under offense coordinator Mike Yurchich. And I think they're going to do enough against this Iowa defense. 
Penn State goes into Iowa City and wins the football game. Nittany Lions money line in this one. Time for the steak dinner boom lock of the week. Let's fire up the grill, baby, because I'm 4-1 this season on my two-unit play. We're heading to the Palouse as Oregon State coming in to take on Washington State. We got the Beavers. We got the Cougars. So I'm into this one. Beavers buzzing this season with an offense that's in the top 25 in yards per play and 36 overall in total yards. Matching up against a Cougs defense that is 115th in the nation and 112th respectively. That's going to be the difference in this one. Lay the points with the Beavers, minus three and a half. That's a spread I can't pass on. Steak dinner boom, lock of the week. Beavers cover three and a half. Let's eat. <laughs> love it, Mickey. Love it. Beavers and Cougars laying the spread. That's all you, man. We're going to feast on some steak dinner uh, Saturday night. So, Gentlemen, those are those are great picks, and for our listeners out there, as Mickey talked about, make sure you tail these picks, uh, 55 and 35 over the course of the season so far. And Mickey's been on fire. Belox has been on fire. Uh, I've been holding my own at 11 and 7 uh, with our picks. So uh, we're looking to have another strong winning week, uh, especially with these picks of the weeks here. So uh, great slate of games. We'll be watching them all tomorrow night. And we look forward to doing this all again. Until then, make sure you follow us again on Twitter at SportsBetsFun. We'll be uh, dropping more picks throughout the weekend. And check out all the banter back and forth and all the hot takes that we have. And until next time, have some fun watching the game. And we hope you make some money. From Mickey San Reno, B-Locks, for Scotty B. Good, who is out tonight, and our friends of the show, Charlie Cash, Johnny Dogs, and Mad Max. I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun.